This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another World of UX podcast. This is your host, Darren Hood. I'm very happy that you're able to join us today, taking time out of your schedule and deeming what I'm presenting valuable enough for you to be a partaker today. We are going to dive right in because we have a whole bunch of content that we got to cover again today, and we're continuing in our coverage of the topic, overcoming the mirage of UX ambiguity. There's a lot of confusion about UX today. What is UX? Where does it fit my organization? What's going on with all these different job postings out here? What can I do to grow as a UX professional? What do I need to learn? What do I need to do? Where do I fit? Can I just do this? Can I just go to a boot camp? Um, can I self-study? Do I really need to do all of this? Hey, do I need a portfolio? What needs to be in my portfolio? There are so many things out there, so many questions that people have, and a lot of people are having trouble really nailing what it is they need to do, how they need to operate, what UX is. I mean, there's just a ton of confusion out there, and I use the word ambiguity because a lot of people, including people who have been around for a while, are starting to buy in to this concept, to this mindset that UX is a big ball of confusion, that that nobody knows what's going on, that nobody can really define anything, that we don't really have any standards. I'm here today to tell you that the ambiguity that many feel is associated with user experience is indeed a mirage. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't confused. Of course they are. I'm not saying that people don't have a reason to be confused. They do. When I say that there is a mirage, I'm saying that these things should not exist. And they exist for the most part because people did not really latch on to the history of the discipline. They did not latch on to the growth patterns, to the trends, to all the foundational elements that many of us were practicing, people started, really, they started following the Pied Piper, so to speak. Whatever the tune of the day was, something I used to refer to as the flavor of the week. When design thinking came along, a bunch of people jumped on that bandwagon. And when they jumped on the bandwagon, they never bothered to find out what design thinking really was or how it was supposed to work for their organizations. And they jumped on board. They still never really defined what UX was. They just wanted to get involved. And they thought that, well, this design thinking is going to help us, isn't it? When we make it a point to get involved in something that we think is growing and we think that this thing that is growing is indeed viable, without getting educated, without finding out which way is up, really, what's what's going on. If we don't make it a point to engage from an ethical perspective, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be UX, this applies to really 
anything that's going on out there in the professional world. It just so happens that right now we are UXers and we care about UX and UX is still a baby. It's still only 20 some odd years old. It's still evolving. It's still changing. And every time a form factor changes, every time there's some new technology, then there's other aspects of UX that come into the fray. But because we, a lot of people involved in the UX world have not really respected the evolution and the history and and what is really needed to achieve proper UX, the different methods, the different methodologies, that's what's creating this this mirage that, oh, we don't know what's going on. Well, if we paid attention to what was going on before, we would. But at any rate, I'm saying those things by way of recap. We're going to extend this. I thought this was only going to be three weeks. We're going to extend this a couple of extra weeks. And today, I want to just focus on one aspect of what's contributing to this mirage. Today, I'm going to talk about that ever popular topic of hiring. One of the reasons there is a major problem with this mirage of ambiguity, as I call it, in the world of UX, is because of what's going on with regard to titles that people have, with regard to what's going on with the organizations, because while the the UX professional basically controls the tempo in a sense, organizations have have taken on an increasingly prominent position from a standpoint of this ambiguity and the the lack of overall UX maturity. You have organizational UX maturity. I subscribe to the philosophy that in addition to that, you have individual UX maturity. Over the course of my career, I have made it a point to assign UX maturity to stakeholders, each individual stakeholder. I have a history of and I subscribe to assigning UX maturity to projects. And I have found that being that granular with the application of UX maturity really helps in managing different projects, managing efforts, things of that nature. It, that I, I found that it's not good to just apply UX maturity to the organization. You need to spread it out a little bit. There's also, I like to think of UX maturity as it applies to the entire spectrum of the UX world. How are we doing as a group? Now, somebody might say that that's a bit unrealistic. I found it to be pretty profitable because not only am I managing UX in my organization, I'm not the manager, I'm not the, the lead in my group. I serve as a senior in my current group. I have been a manager in the past, but I also have not only just an interest in UX in my organization where I work, I have an interest in UX as a discipline at large. Everything that's going on in the UX community means something to me. I place importance on that. And if you're committed to UX like I am, you should care about it too. So for that reason, I apply maturity level or I think about UX maturity level as it applies to everything that's going on in the UX world. So hence, when I see things going on in the world of UX with regard to the titles that are right now are God awful, they're all they're all over the place, that's a concern to me. It should be a concern to you. If you're a junior and you're trying to figure out where to go and you're looking at all these job postings, I know it's confusing to you. It wasn't that confusing when I was coming up because everybody was an information architect. It was very, very easy to go to 
LinkedIn or Glassdoor or back in those days, Monster or Hot Jobs and conduct a job search that was related to your interests, it was easy to go out and just put in information architect and then you could easily find what you were looking for, go ahead and apply for the position and and then you're on your way. Today, you don't know what to search for. You could do a search for UX designer. You could do a search for UX architect. You could do a search for UX visual designer. You could do a search today now for product designer. And people are confused. What in the world do I look for? What kind of job alerts do I need to to set up in in my resource of choice to get more more information, more postings about the jobs that I might be interested in. It's more challenging today. And then you have now, again, you have the mirage of ambiguity. People are confused because they don't know what to look for. Well, I'm going to make it easy for you. Look for everything. If If you're looking for a job, don't just use UX as a keyword. You need to, with all of the product designer jobs that are popping up everywhere, and this has really been a big thing just over the last two to three years, tops, where product designers did exist outside of UX spaces before. Now it's brought in, and now it's part of the world of UX. Now you have to, if you're looking for a job, you have to consider all of these product designer positions out there. Asterisk. Now, The issue that's going on is this. A lot of companies knew that they didn't understand what UX was. A lot of companies, instead of getting educated on UX, just like they did when somebody read an article about clicks years ago and then everybody started running around worried about how many clicks it takes to get somewhere and worried about whether or not something appeared above the fold or below the fold. And those things were happening because people were looking at articles. They never understood it. It was proven that the, the fold and clicks are both myths. So, so those are not issues. Well, somebody did the same thing with, with product design as well and and bringing it into the world of UX. And it has really taken take an extreme steam. The momentum associated with product designer positions in the world of UX is so tremendous now. You are hard-pressed not to find a product designer role in a lot of major organizations today. And look at this. I'm, I'm going to to help make my point and to show you that now that we, we have to deal with this issue with regard to this product designer title Let me read some postings. I'm going to read some excerpts from some postings. All three of these companies are very well-known companies, companies that people would love to work for, companies that at least some of them used to just have UX design or UX architect roles. Now they want a senior product designer. They want a principal product designer. They want a senior UX product designer. Those folks just didn't know what to do. They just threw UX in there. And but when you look at the at the the jobs, what the jobs actually entail, it's really interesting and it contributes again to this. It's just a mirage. It, it's not really uh, um, it's not really an issue of ambiguity. It's just as a lack of 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 humility and a lack of submission to the principles and the standards 
that went on before these positions came into play. Anyway, here's one. A senior product designer, I'm not going to say what the company is or who the company is. What you'll be doing, you're going to work cross-functionally with product and engineering partners to represent the design team. You're going to facilitate design discussions. You're going to give feedback and planning and product channels. You're going to collaborate closely with design and product leadership to define features and contribute to the overall direction of your product area. Use and evolve our design system in order to design flows, prototypes, sketches, and high-fidelity visuals, also known as mock-ups. I don't know how that word didn't get in here. For your features, you're going to create and iterate on features that drive an understanding of how to use the product successfully. You're going to solicit feedback from your peers, including other product designers and teammates in your product team. What you should have, five plus years of experience on a product design team for desktop or mobile. You're going to have an outstanding portfolio showcasing a foundation in typography, interaction and visual design, and ideation. And of course, they want you to do some research and they want you to have experience with prototyping as a means of exploring and conveying design solutions. Does that sound like UX to you? Without using UX? Is that what UX people do? Yes. <laughs> it basically it is without getting too much into the standard UX jargon. I thought they did an interesting, uh, uh, they followed an interesting path of avoiding it without, with the exception of the prototype sketches and high fidelity visuals, Ooh, high fidelity visuals, um, designing flows. That These are the types of things that UX people do. Let's look at the second job. The second one, for responsibilities, we're looking for a principal product designer to join our expanding international team. As a principal designer, you're going to focus on the total content experience. Whether it's a home screen or a video player, you're going to lead a small team of designers. And you are going to coach the team through product ideation and development using a mature, modern design process. Newsflash. All processes are basically the same. They just use different terminology, but they're all basically the same. You're going to design complex multi-platform interfaces using Sketch, Abstract, Zeppelin, and Envision. You're going to lead as a subject matter expert for the rest of the design team and provide design guidance, documenting, and socializing best practices. And then they just couldn't get away from UX. The next bullet point says you're going to provide thought leadership to develop the right design strategy and use UX methodologies to bring value to the user and the business. And I won't read any more here. Uh, this is all UX. And this company has for a long time has had a leading UX presence when it comes to a uh, career standpoint associated with user experience, but now they're calling them product designers. The last one I want to bring up another big company in the fray, something that uh, another company, a lot of people would recognize, but here the things you're going to be doing for this company, working closely with engineering and product management to grow advertising business, focusing specifically on that clearly and concisely presenting, educating, Justifying and analyzing design concepts, I had trouble reading that one, solutions and alternatives. That sounds funny, but that's what they say. This is really funny to me. Your, your deliverables are going are to include the following. 
task flows, scenarios, information architecture, interaction models, wireframes, storyboards, low to high fidelity prototypes, and design guidelines. You're going to be conducting A-B tests, refining design concepts, taking into account users and business success criteria, and lastly, you're going to represent and ensure UX integrity when collaborating with marketing engineers and product managers. Folks, all of these positions use product design in their titles, but the jobs that the people are doing is all user experience. Now, here's something else I found interesting. I went to ZipRecruiter and I went to Indeed and I did a search. I remember what the average salary was for, say, entry-level UX. In the Midwest, a few years ago, starting salary for an entry-level UX person was in the mid-70s. It's interesting that with the product designers, oh, and by the way, even for the principal jobs, they only want five years of experience. That's all they're asking for, uh, for, for that as well as for the senior, which I think is interesting. The basic average salary, according to ZipRecruiter, for a product designer nationwide is $84,316. Now, considering what they're looking for, that is a dramatic drop-off from what folks were looking for from UX people. However, that's in the, that's basically nationwide. So it's sort of interesting that they present that. But when you look a little bit more, consider this. The highest paying cities, and of course, this is going to vary based on uh, based on the geographic region that somebody's in. San Francisco, this is according to Indeed, $155,000. Boston, Massachusetts, $136,000. This is for product designers. Atlanta, Georgia, $110,000. Auburn Hills, Michigan, they don't want to pay folks around here, $81,000. New York, New York. $116,000. Seattle, Washington, $135,000. Places to be, companies, Dropbox is paying over $214,000. Liberty Mutual is paying $159,000. Apple is paying $154,000. Grubhub is paying their product designers $127,000. It's interesting that this title of product designer is being thrown around. It's a newfangled thing that doesn't seem to require that much experience. But here's part of the what, what's contributing to the, the mirage of ambiguity. They don't want to hire the senior UX people a lot of times into these roles. Now they're opening up the door for people who did not necessarily have a UX background to come into these roles. And now even more confusion comes into play. And because a lot of senior UX people are being displaced by moves like this, guess what's happening to the more junior people? Who's mentoring them? Nobody. This is one of the big problems. I always refer to UX as being under siege. This has just happened, as I stated, in the last two, three years. It's doing nothing but making the world of UX worse. This newfangled position has come along, allowing anybody to come into the roles, not necessarily old UX people, 
or anybody with people getting master's degrees in UX. A lot of times, some of them are going into these roles, but a lot of them are not. Displacement is huge today in the world of UX, and all it's doing is just creating more confusion. People are chasing these salaries, but they don't really love the discipline. And so a baby that still needs some tending, still needs some care, is being neglected as a result. And then the mirage of ambiguity just expands. Interesting thing about this, the organizations are going to eventually have to come back down to earth. We can't force this on them as individuals. This is one of the reasons why this is so challenging, but we need to stay the course. As many of us as are willing, even if you get into one of these product designer roles, forget the title, do the right job, and let's do what we can to exalt what we know to be true UX. It's the only way we're going to be able to recover from what's happening. Unfortunately, folks, that's all the time that we have for today. So got to sign off pretty quickly here. But this is Darren Hood, the world of UX, your host. Happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.